As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Europe's premier club competition kicks off in earnest today, and there are a number of North American players with roles to play. Jeff Reuter is here to preview today and tomorrow's games in the Champions League. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, September 6th. The Champions League is back and here to take a quick look at the first two days of matches from a North American perspective is the one, the only Jeff Reuter. Jeff, you have a piece up on The Athletic that goes into all of the North American connections to yes. this year's Champions League. And I do mean all of the North American uh, oh, yeah. connections. You go fairly deep on this including players that are maybe internationally retired or ownership groups with American interest or I don't know, maybe some World Cup opponents uh, that are worth scouting ahead of time. Yeah. But for this episode, we can't possibly do all that without going like at least an hour and a half. And this is not allocation <laughs> disorder. That's right. <laughs> so let's so let's go uh, and keep it just to senior national teams for the U.S., Canada, Mexico and Costa Rica, also known as the CONCACAF teams that will be going to the World Cup in Qatar. We're going to start with Wednesday's games for this for two reasons. One, so this episode can be listened to on Wednesday without having to skip through a bunch of previews of games that have already happened. Some broadcast ah, thinking there. Brain. Look at that. Yeah. Man and also people. very also very conveniently, the group letter order starts on Wednesday. So we can go A through whatever it is, H. Uh, and yeah. uh, go, and it'll seem orderly and like we uh, did it, planned it this way on purpose uh, the, the whole time. So let's not waste any more time. Starting with Wednesday, Group A, uh, Jeff, I'm seeing at 12.45 p.m., Ajax versus Rangers. This is going to be on Paramount Plus and VIX. And at 3 p.m., Napoli versus Liverpool. That will also be on Paramount Plus and VIX. And all these games, by the way, in Canada, I should just say at say the very start, are on DAZN in Canada. That's mm, just a blanket mm. thing for all these games. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to say it every single time. No. <laughs> uh, and also all these times are Eastern. So 1245, 3 p.m. IX Rangers, Napoli, Liverpool. What are you seeing, Jeff? Uh, surprising amount of CONCACAF particip- participation in this one. Uh, you have some potential yeah. future um, participation. If you're looking at Kick Perry, if he plays for IX, he is a 
dual national Dutch uh, American left footed defender who represented the Netherlands at the youth levels. Mexican fans will be watching Edson Alvarez, and a summer signing Jorge Sanchez. Um, one of two Suriname internationals who are part of this Champions League right now. Sean Kleber also could feature at either fullback position. So that's a fun one. And then Rangers, of course, uh, old firm is being completely dominated by the U.S. men's national team uh, fringe players in the pool. Um, with World Cup chances. So James Sands joined by Malik Tillman this year. Both of them are regularly starting for Rangers. So that's a fun one um, and good to get the Scottish side back in after over a decade away. And then for Liverpool, Napoli, uh, Liverpool, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, his, his maternal grandma is from the United States. I think we're well past being able to, to claim Trent, but, <laughs> but I appreciate the mention. Yeah, the Arnold part. We're going to pretend the Arnold part. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I actually sure. didn't even check. It might be right. Um, but then, uh, yeah, a bit of a scare over the weekend for Napoli. Uh, Tech Tito Corona already likely out for the World Cup um, due to ruptured ankle ligaments. And then Chiki Lozano uh, picked up an injury scare, but he should be good to go hopefully by Tuesday. But if not, um, yeah, sometime in the group stage, you would imagine that you'll see him play. But yeah, that if, if you're purely looking for North American interest, and, and I'm the only per- pundit in the world who will tell you this, you can skip Liverpool Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might you might be on a short list there yeah. of of people that are that are recommending that. Let's go on to Group B. Two games, both at three p.m. Atletico Madrid versus Porto and Club Brugge versus Bayer Leverkusen. Once again, both those games on Paramount Plus uh, in the United States. Uh, what are you seeing here, Jeff? Uh, Porto has uh, Stephen Eustaquio, which is just yeah. a lot of fun. He joined Porto last winter on loan. Impressed, got a full move. He's Coming in and out of the lineup to start the season for the Portuguese uh, strong side, but um, he'll be faring well. Atletico Madrid, of course, is the feeder club for the Houston Dynamo. Um, Mm -hmm. And so without Hector Herrera, who's now playing for the senior team, you know, this may be just a little less intrigued, but you're always looking for the next generation of player who could impress for the Dynamo. So sure. Yeah, right. I'm sure they'll be bringing all sorts (laughs) of folks uh, over now that. Hector Herrera has proven that breakthrough is possible. That's right. That glass ceiling is probably yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, uh, this is the silliest podcast hit I think I've ever done. And then for, for Leverkusen, um, Sardar Osmoon is going to be worth watching um, for when the United States plays against Iran in the final game of Group B. Um, he, uh, I mean, you can attest to this, but he is where the attack will very much likely go through. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to want to keep an eye on him. And then Brugge has Tejan Buchanan, Kyle Laren joined over the summer. So you've got a couple of fun Canadians. Owen Otisawi could possibly feature as well um, for a United States skewed perspective. But Group B, fun group. I actually, I enjoy this group. Group B, Group Canada, basically, between Eustachio and Laren and Buchanan. I'm also looking forward to seeing what Eustachio can do in the Champions League because I think he's a really, really fun player. Uh, Let's go on to Group C, two games at 3 p.m., both of them, Barcelona versus Victoria Pilsen and Internacional, also known as Inter Milan here in the States, versus Bayern Munich. And just one player, uh, but it's a but it's a big one. It's Alfonso Davies. Yeah, now with Serginio Dest having shifted to a different group that we'll talk about shortly, Alfonso Davies is the man. And I think that this year it is sort of a, it's not like a prove it. It's not as if, you know, Alfonso Davies is remotely senior he's fallen off or anything like that but injuries have marred his last two campaigns and so i think it's about refinding that form that helped him um you know catch global attention as the uh as bayern munich won the champions league in that return tournament um after the COVID lockdown so right uh yeah he'll be one to watch but group c by and large um not very north american friendly 
Well, I should mention also that uh, the 3 p.m. Barcelona versus Victoria Pilsen game, that one will be on Paramount Plus and also Today Ana. That's going to be the, the the actual game that's on on TV uh, here in the United States. Uh, going to Group D once again, <laughs> one player really in question uh, that, that has a connection here and that connection goes grows fainter and fainter with each passing day. At 12.45 p.m., the game in question is Eintracht Frankfurt versus Sporting Lisbon, and at 3 p.m., Tottenham versus Olympique Marseille. There is no North American connection, at least not a strong one, between Tottenham and Olympique Marseille. So, Timmy Chandler is Timmy the guy Chandler, baby. <laughs> uh, in Eintracht Frankfurt versus Sporting. Yeah, not a strong one. He, um, he made the bench for the Europa League final last year, didn't play if i recall um or would have come off the bench super late but I, i'm pretty with shoot a penalty kick shootout he wants to be coming off the bench for that but the point yeah. is he has been phased out over the last few years of franchise comfort as he you know progresses into his 30s um he has not been a part of the u.s men's national team pool for probably half a decade now um but it's cool to see that you know i, I think it's the inherent fact that all United States players involved with Champions League teams aren't inherently seen as like the leaders in the program shows a speaks volumes about the growth of the player pool overall um, and just kind of the state of where uh, U.S. soccer is. Jeff, I need to congratulate you for somehow managing to make me feel absolutely ancient with the sentence. Timmy Chandler <laughs> hasn't been part of the U.S. national team pool in half a decade, which I know is I know to be true, but I feel like it was just a couple of years ago that he got kind of phased out. And uh, the, the phrase half a decade really threw me for a loop there. Let's just yeah. keep on moving on so I don't have to think about it too much. We're now up to today's games, Tuesday. And in Group E, this is actually, there are only two players in question in this group, uh, but they're two really, really interesting players from the U.S. perspective. At 12.45 p.m., the game is Dinamo Zagreb versus Chelsea. And at 3 p.m., Salzburg. This is uh, Red Bull Salzburg versus AC Milan. Both those games on Paramount Plus with the Zagreb-Chelsea game being on two-day NA. Jeff, two big names here. One of them, kind of a surprise. We weren't expecting to, 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 uh, to be in this group. Yeah, no, I, I had to pad AC Milan's uh, word count with a Zlatan joke that completely went over a couple of commenters' heads, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, Serginho Dest now plays, of course, for AC Milan, um, which is, I think, an interesting fit. I think that he should be able to get more consistent minutes, hopefully, than who's getting under Chavi, certainly, at FC Barcelona. Um, but Christian Pulisic, I think, is someone who's going to be a... a arguably greater interest just given who Christian Pulisic is and given the fact that he was, you know, while Dest late in the window was pretty obviously a lone candidate throughout the entire window, Pulisic seemed like he was going to be a lone candidate and then ultimately is staying put at Stanford Bridge. And so started on the weekend yeah. was pulled after about 60 minutes. So the the question is, you know, if he is sticking around and a player like Alan Hudson-Odoi was allowed to leave on loan, how important of a role is Christian Pulisic going to play, if not in the league, week in, week out, in the Champions League where he's done very well for Chelsea historically and for Bruce Adortment before that. So um, it could be uh, a big opportunity for him to kind of reaffirm his his place in Tom Tuchel's hierarchy or to make a case as Tuchel is maybe more desperate for his job because it looks like he's coming under increasing pressure week after week. But um, yeah, Groupie is a... Uh, it's an interesting one. It's a very, very it is an interesting one. one. And, and especially in the case of Sergio Dest. So he's obviously, you know, a right back, uh, 
that's that's his best position, but he clearly wasn't going to get it was, it was made very clear to him that he was going to get no time whatsoever at Barcelona, but he's right. not going to have an easy time at Milan because they have a player by the name of Davide Calabria. He is the AC Milan captain. He's right, right. back. He plays as a right back, although he's fairly versatile. So there's a chance they could move him elsewhere, but he's very good in that spot. He was very good against uh, Inter Milan in the Milan derby that I watched uh, quite a bit of this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. And he's also, no, but he's in Italy. He, it's worth knowing that Calabria is an Italy international. And yeah, Italy didn't I, make course. the World Cup. So when in doubt, I think that you've got to say that Eugenio Dest is inherently better position for this. Again, this is the silliest podcast hit I think I've ever done, but... I don't know that I don't know that you have to say that, Jeff, but I'm glad that you did anyway. <laughs> moving on to Group F at 3 p.m., two games: Celtic versus Real Madrid yes. and RB Leipzig versus Shakhtar Donetsk. One player in question here, and uh, it's a player that will be probably very busy for Celtic against Real Madrid. Yeah, you would expect the Cameron Carter Vickers is going to be kept very busy, um, but I think that that's actually. That suits his game. I, I think that a game where he is able to actually, you know, kind of hold his footing and not be asked to progress more into the attacker, to be thinking more forward and, and to actually be playing a little bit more. Um, you know, you don't want a defender on the back foot necessarily, but if you're playing with two feet planted, um, that's a way that actually does suit Carter Vickers' game. So it'll be an interesting test to see how he fares against the defending Champions League champions. And then, you know, Leipzig and Donetsk are, or Shakhtar are also some pretty you know, there's some good strength in that group. I think it'll be a good test for Celtic, who is obviously so often untested in the Scottish Premiership. Um, so Certainly. it'll be a good way to assess his medal ahead of the World Cup. In Group G, get start, it's get started with one of the two early games at 12.45 p.m. And that is the game of interest in this particular group. Borussia Dortmund versus Copenhagen. Copenhagen, yeah. however you want to pronounce it, uh, depending on where you are. Paramount Plus and DAZN and VIX is the channel for that. And then at 3 p.m., Sevilla versus Manchester City. That's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I think Sevilla versus Manchester City is a very interesting matchup and potentially very exciting. But yeah. let's talk about Dortmund-Copenhagen uh, <laughs> because, yeah. uh, because that's that's the podcast that this is. And uh, there's one player in particular I'm sure everybody wants to know, is he going to start? Is he going to play super well? And that player is Gio Reyna. It's hard to really drive home I, I had to look it up and, and kind of remind myself he only has 12 caps for the u.s men's national team at this point um and his first cap wow, came yeah. in 2020 but only 12 of them and then injuries of course played a large role in his inavailability for qualifying which would have doubled his amount of caps undoubtedly if he had been healthy but uh the way it stands it's you know he's he's a player like ballistic where it's not necessarily he needs to play for a roster spot it's more about he needs to play for a starting spot because players like Brendan Aronson have really come on strong since Reyna's started his rash of injuries in 21-22. Um, Timothy Way is another player who's really stepped up. And so I think you're looking at those two players and saying that they're more likely to start on the right wing uh, with Pulisic on the left and then Reyna coming off of the bench. 
So it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's a matter of, is he going to be starting? Is he going to be coming off the bench? Is he going to get some crucial minutes? Is he going to take free kicks? All of these things are going to be important to watch. Um, it's kind of like that NFL Sunday ticket player that you want to watch. And at any time that they're on the field, you'll check out, but you know, if they're on your fantasy team or whatever, and, um, you're, they're going to run the ball. You just change the channel anyway. It might be one that you want to drop into a little bit more or certainly one that you're going to want to check the lineup for before you yeah. commit to that game. And and that's going to be, by and large, the way that this tournament goes if you're purely watching with the U.S. Men's National Team's cute lens. Um, but it's a big one. It's a big one for him. Um, this, this feels like a season where he needs to kind of get everything back on track just so that people aren't asking questions about injuries and the like. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Group H, the last group uh, that we'll cover. The only, I mean, the last group that, exists yeah, it's not that <laughs> uh, in this in this in this competition at 3 p.m psg versus juventus this is of course without a doubt the marquee matchup of this entire first match day that will be on paramount plus and two day na and once again on the zone in canada uh Kaylor navas will be sitting on the bench probably for psg which Kaylor is a navas. damn shame uh and weston mckinney for juventus and then also at 3 p.m benfica versus maccabi haifa initially i only had josh cohen a goalkeeper for Maccabi Haifa, obviously not in the U.S. national team picture, but an American that is now playing in the Champions League. But I forgot until literally 30 seconds before he started recording this, in the words of Ian Dark, it's John Brooks. John <laughs> Brooks plays for Benfica now. Uh, right. So what do, you, what do you think as you sort of look at uh, this uh, sort of quartet of players uh, well, with North American connections? <laughs> One, amazing Ian Dark callback. Second, um, Brooks is going to have an interesting time breaking into that center back hierarchy. Um, Benfica is a team, usually teams in Portugal are known for their young up and coming kind of underproven, you know, Brazilian players will often move to Portugal for their first entry into European football. And that's where you find out if they're going to be someone who signs on, et cetera. Um, uh, but they also have Jan Vertonghen and Nicolas Otamendi at center back. <laughs> so they have two, like, you know... Tough competition, yeah. Very tough competition. Center backs are used to challenging for Premier League titles in England. So uh, I think, you know, it's not a guarantee that he'll get minutes, but if he does get minutes and that sort of setup, then we continue with the whole, is it time for John Brooks to get another look with the U.S. Men's National Team cycle, which we've mercifully avoided for a few months now, but I think it'll be back in full swing if he plays well. Josh Cohen, similarly, I don't think that he's going to have a World Cup factor to play, but still very cool, again, that there's an American player who's going to be starting in the Champions League, and it's not a, oh, this must be the goalkeeper of the future. I think that, again, speaks volumes about the player pool. Weston McKinney, um, probably the most consistent of the American players that we've talked about, just in terms of there aren't the questions about, you know, like Dest and Reyna and Pulisic, is he going to play or not, or what's the viability of someone like Brooks or Chandler or Cohen. Um, someone that's going to be looked at to be a linchpin of the midfield at the World Cup level, someone who's proven it at a Champions League level and in Serie A. Um, so he's just a delight to watch. And then for Kaylor Navas, I was secretly, just sneakily hoping that there was like Julio Cesar potential there and that he would demand a, like a four-month loan to an MLS team just to stay fit. And that, Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine just like Nashville SC just decides, I guess we're going to put Kaylor Navas and that defense in. And they're like a six-seed or something in the playoffs with Kaylor Navas. I think they would win MLS Cup. I really wanted to see it happen. I wanted to tweet it into existence, but decided to bite my tongue for professional reasons. And um, yeah. sadly. No, with all, no with all due respect with all due respect to Zach McMath, Kaylor Navas, Kaylor Navas on RSL with yes. like how crazy they defend and how like committed they all are to just like running around and, and pressing people and being oh, yeah. really, really physical. 
they would be the ugliest team maybe ever in Major, major League Soccer, but they would <laughs> probably make it to MLS Cup Final. That's a, that's a good point. I bet he and Pablo Mascherani would jive very well. <laughs> that would have actually been and, fun. If, if the roster freeze hadn't happened on Friday, it would have been a lot of fun for us to do the desperation, which MLS teams should convince PSG to buy Navas out of his contract. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, we you know, it. hey, January is just a couple months away. <laughs> I'll we check can, the USL we can still make it happen. Yeah. Maybe they have roster flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can still make it happen. But until then, Jeff, <laughs> this has been fun. It's been a little silly, but a really good preview of the next two days of Champions League action. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. A lot going on. There are a bunch more games on TV today that are not Champions League, so let's run through those really quickly before we go. As usual, all times are Eastern, and a really interesting one happens at 2.45 p.m. on Goal TV, Fubo TV, Fanatis USA. You can probably find it somewhere. The game is Netherlands versus Iceland. This is a UEFA Women's World Cup qualifier, and this is, as far as I'm concerned, the game to watch in women's football worldwide today, because whoever wins gets an automatic bid to the World Cup next year. A tie will send Iceland there, and Netherlands, in that case, will have to go through the playoffs, which would be a pretty surprising result, frankly, in that group. This is going to be worth watching on its own, or second screening with Champions League, if you prefer. Once again, that's at 2.45 p.m. on Gold TV, Fubo TV, Fanatis USA. You'll have to search around maybe a little bit in the United States to find it, but I think it'll be worth it. Also in women's football later on today at 6 p.m., the U.S. women's national team takes on Nigeria in a friendly in D.C. That will be on ESPN2. And then we have some interesting games south of the border, of the U.S. border, I should say, <laughs> uh, later on tonight. First is way south of the U.S. border in the Copa Libertadores 8.30 p.m. Palmeiras versus Atletico Paranense. That will be on BN Sports. This is the second leg of the Copa Libertadores semifinal. Atletico is up 1-0 on aggregate. And Palmeiras, even though they're on top of the Brasil Arau, the Serie A in Brazil, the top division in Brazil, they haven't won since August 14th. Meanwhile, Atletico has won its last two. Potentially very interesting game there to figure out who will make the final. And then, of course, in Liga MX, three games Right now in League MX, there are a bunch of teams uh, that are sort of gathered at the top of the table, and two of them, Monterrey and America, are obviously giants down there, and they are tied on points, and not far behind them are Santos Laguna. All three of those teams are at home tonight, so potentially a very, very interesting day in the race for the regular season title in Liga MX, at least uh, such as one exists for the Apertura. At 8.05 p.m., Santos Laguna hosts Necaxa. That will be on ESPN Deportes. And then at 10.05 p.m., two games happening then. The first is Monterrey Cruz Azul. That will be on Fox Sports 2 and Fox Deportes. And then at 10.05 p.m., America versus Atletico San Luis. That will be on Tudeane and Unimas. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.